Welcome to the Spirituality for Normal People podcast. Of course, there aren't really any normal people, but every person has a spirituality, whether plumbers or politicians, firefighters or farmers, entrepreneurs or entertainers. I'm Matthew Bruff, pastor and author, bringing you tips, guidance, and practical advice for how to live out and keep the life in your relationship with God. You can find show notes, books, and more at spiritualityfornormalpeople.com. Welcome to episode 14 of the Spirituality for Normal People podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. Today, I have a fantastic interview with Stephanie Jones, who is known as the Giving Gal. Um, She is uh, known for giving gifts, and she actually gave a gift every day for over 500 days, and she has a really great book out called The Giving Challenge. And I definitely recommend you go and check that out. Actually, go and check out the show notes for this episode because there's a whole bunch of information about gift giving and about what it is. You can hear it all in the interview, but if you go to the show notes, you can also find uh, links to her book and her website and how to get in touch with Stephanie. And she has so much to offer, Um, as you'll hear in the interview as well. She's just got so much energy and she's just a great person to talk to and connect with. Um, and we talk about all kinds of things, but obviously the the main focus of the interview is really around gift giving and what that is and trying to uh, move us to be more generous people in our lives and to notice when we give gifts and to also uh, maybe challenge us to give gifts more regularly to people we know, people we don't know, friends, strangers. And, uh, and so she has some great advice on how to do that. And also just how gift giving has changed her uh, and how we might learn from it for other areas of our spiritual life as well, or just life in general. Uh, We get to some really great stuff near the end of the interview as well, as is usual with these. Usually at the end, some really interesting things uh, come up. Um, And so uh, we talk a bunch about taking action, even when we don't feel like it. Uh, the importance of starting, the importance of just showing up and being obedient and staying faithful in our actions. Uh, so that's a really interesting part of the interview for me as when we got to the end of that conversation. Um, but there is just so much stuff in this interview, and it's uh, I, I'm really glad that I got a chance to, to talk with Stephanie. Um, just uh, before we get to the interview, just a bit of a, a personal update, and it's really just around my own books uh, this week. Um, it's, uh, summertime as this episode is coming out, uh, just at the end of June. And, uh, I've got, uh, a couple of books, Let God Be Present and Let God Be God, uh, which I've talked about before. Um, both of those books have been available as eBooks and I've kept the price really low for people to be able to get those, uh, when they first came out. So they're both 99 cents right now, but the price is actually going to be going up on those books on June 30th. Um, so this is a great week to go and get those if you don't already have the ebooks of, of those books. The paperbacks are available as well, and uh, but the price on the ebook is going to go up on June 30th. Uh, so get them now while they're 99 cents. Uh, don't, uh, don't, I'm not really a, a salesperson, but, uh, but yeah, just wanted my podcast listeners to know that, uh, that this is a good week to go and get those. Um, I don't know if there's too much else to update you on, on the personal side of things, uh, other than those books that are there. Although maybe I can let you know that, 
Um, some of you will know this already. The Let God Be God book. There is actually an audiobook version of that available. And the way to get it is actually uh, through having the ebook. So it's really there as a bonus for people who have bought the ebook for 99 cents right now. Uh, there's a link actually in that ebook that you can click on and it goes to some bonuses that you can sign up to get. Um, so if you're a podcast listener and you haven't signed up for that, or if you haven't signed up for my mailing list, um, you can uh, go and get the ebook and you can get that link to go and get the audiobook version of Let God Be God. And uh, it's the only way to get it right now. I'm looking at getting it into Audible and things like that. But um, uh, but right now, that's the only way to get it. Alternatively, if you don't want to go through the sign-up process and all of that, just send me an email. You can email me at matt at mattbruff.com uh, is the best way to get me. Um, and just let me know. Uh, I didn't get the audiobook version of Let God Be God, and I'd love to have it. Um, just send me an email about that, and I will uh, find a way to get that to you. I'd be happy to hear from you or any podcast listener, so uh, feel free to be in touch. Uh, but for now, here is the interview with Stephanie Jones, the giving gal. I hope you enjoy it. Today, I want to welcome Stephanie Jones. Stephanie, I'm so glad you were able to come on the podcast today. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really wanted to talk to you because I read your book, The Giving Challenge, and I thought, this is a spiritual practice. And, uh, but before we kind of get to that, because I want to really talk about the connection between the giving challenge, what it is, and spirituality, um, I kind of just want, if you can, to tell a bit of your story. So I know that you gave a gift every day for over 500 days. Um, yes. <laughs> but, I, but I'd love to hear about kind of the story of that. And maybe also just explain what do you mean by gift? Because some people automatically might have something in their mind, but it might be different than what you did. Yeah, absolutely. So December of 2010, I read a book called 29 Gifts. And um, it was about a woman named Cami Walker, and she had MS and suffered with depression. And somebody recommended that for 29 days, she stopped focusing on herself and start focusing on others and see how it affects um, her physically and mentally and even spiritually. And uh, so I thought that was cool. Didn't understand the 29 days and thought, well, I'll do a month. New Year's is coming, you know, the New Year's coming around. Um, I'm big on goals, not resolutions. So I thought that would be a good goal. Um, and started the, the 30 days and, you know, that went to, you know, two months, three months, next thing, you know, I was doing a year and I went to 522 and, um, you know, I was, we can talk about that maybe later, but I was pretty devastated when that happened. But, uh, yeah, my definition of a gift was very simple. So give something and expect nothing in return. So, uh, on my website, I actually have the 522 days listed so people can go on there and see what I did. Some of it makes sense. Some of it probably doesn't. It's like, oh, I need to go back and update that. But um, so it could be as easy as, or not easy, because sometimes that's hard, is you know, having a conversation with somebody in an elevator or just telling them to have a good day or ask them how their day is, um, smiling at a stranger, not expecting a smile in return. Um, so it could be things as 
simple as that, or it could be, you know, making a donation to your, what, what I say people typically think of as gifts is making a donation to the chair, a charity or volunteering your time. Um, but I got, I think very creative over, you know, the 522 days. And I had some day, you know, some gifts that were, uh, replic- you know, I did multiple times, but yeah. Right. And I, I, like in reading through your book and we can talk about, you don't do all the 500 days in your book, right? No. Um, but, so it's not daunting to read through. Um, but I liked how there was a combination of these smaller things and sort of the backstory or a story of, of what might've happened around that, like smiling at a stranger. And then suddenly a conversation happens um, to bigger things that you might've done as well. So it's kind of right across the board, like a gift could really almost be anything. Um, yes. But the concept of not expecting anything back um, I think was, is the power of it that, that I found in the book anyway. Absolutely. You're, you're spot on. It's, and that's something I still struggle with. You know, I tell people they're like, Oh, you know, has this become a habit? Obviously it's becoming a habit, but still that expectation, you know, when you hold the door for somebody, you expect them to say, Oh, thank you. Or have a nice reaction. (laughs) Or, um, I've given gifts to people and they're like, Oh, okay. You know, and they move on and and you expect them to be very thankful and grateful, especially if you put a lot of thought into a gift, um, and you don't get the reaction that you want. So, um, um, I always let people know these are things that I still struggle with, but now I'm, you know, very conscious of it and um, something to to work on. But yes, I tried to make the book a balance. I didn't want it to be overwhelming. And I really wanted the book to be, uh, choose stories that were different to get people thinking outside the box. And I think the number one comment I received from readers is, just their awareness of opportunities. You know, they're like, I read the book and now I'll be out and I will recognize something that I probably didn't recognize before. Um, I may not have the guts to take action, but I'm getting there. And so I think that's a big thing too, is I just want people to recognize there's opportunities all around you. And then hopefully you take some action on that. Right, right. And I think the book is, is it 40 stories? Is that? Yeah, 40 days. 40 days, yeah. Um, Now, how did it change you to go through... Or, or where did you sense that there was maybe some change going on as well? Because 500 days is a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it happened in different ways with different gifts. Um, you know, I said the journey changed my life, um, you know, literally from I'm a I'm a fairly I'm a really organized person, I'll be honest, but I I kept finding like ways to give things away in my home that I may have just been saving, you know, just in case. I think I've got a story about that in the book. So I said the journey be I became more organized. Um I focus less on money. So I used to be that stingy person. Uh, you know, if I had a dollar in my pocket, it would be like, that's my dollar. And, or, you know, you go through, I don't know about in Canada, but like in the US, a lot of times they'll, you know, you're checking out and they'll say, hey, do you want to give a dollar? And I would say no, the majority of the time. And now I say yes, because I think of the impact of, you know, how many people come through that line. And if everybody says yes, then the compound effect of that dollar. So I think financially, um, I became more patient with, um, with people just, you know, if I'm standing in line at a grocery store, I used to get so irritated, you know, if, if something went wrong and now looking at an opportunity to connect, with one another and have a conversation with the person behind me. Um, you know, I, I think just 
some of those things are, are ways that I changed. Also, I'm a judgmental. I didn't realize how much of a judgmental person I was. You know, you judge people by their appearances, where they live, uh, the jobs that they do. I mean, just all these things that I never thought I was like that judgmental. But when you are given an opportunity to give a gift to someone that doesn't look like you, act like you, same socioeconomic, you know, you really have to go, okay, that kind of goes back to like, what would Jesus do? (laughs) You know, that whole, because really, you know, those were the people that Jesus was serving, um, you know, the least of these a lot of times. And um, those are some of my, you know, best experiences or conversations. So, yeah, I think like some of the stories that resonated with me the most in the book and also challenged me, I think, were um when when you were giving a gift to a stranger mm-hmm. and it and and there was just this prompting like you just had a feeling this is the person i'm supposed to give a gift to today and it might have just been going and talking to them and just feeling like why am i doing this um and you did a great yes. job of describing that sort of feeling in that moment of i think i'm a little crazy but I'm supposed yeah. to do this. So I'm going to, and taking that step and then being surprised. And I think that goes to the judgmentalism thing that you're saying, right? That sometimes you're passing judgment on somebody and almost you receive even a greater gift than the gift you're, you're giving. Um, Absolutely. But that's so I hard think- for people to do. Like, I find that really hard to, like, I don't, I don't want to talk to strangers. Yeah, exactly. Like go sit with somebody at a restaurant that they're sitting by themselves. Um, But I think, you know, I really, I've talked to this over with friends of just that little tug on your heart, you know, and some friends have said, you know, well, that's the Holy Spirit, you know, that's the Holy Spirit guiding you. Um, And I kind of got sad. Like I I know one morning um, a church invited me in to come speak about my giving journey. And I got really choked up as I was talking Mm -hmm. because I said, you know, I think God puts us in people's paths, paths, and I think maybe sometimes we're we're the only person that's you know He's called us to do something. And I look back and go, okay, before the journey, how many opportunities did I miss? You know, like I was the one person that was supposed to help somebody through the airport, um, you know, and I just kind of ignored that person who seemed to be having trouble. And did they continue? You know, so those types of things it kind of overwhelms me now. But it also will force may be too strong of a word, but to take action now to think, mm. oh my gosh, like you know that God may be putting me in in line with this person for a reason, and mm. I don't know what this reason is, and I don't need to question that. Did you find your sense of like self-confidence grew over the time as well? Like, yeah, um, I still, I still doubt it a little bit. Um, but absolutely because things I do now, especially approaching strangers, like you said, like super uncomfortable. What I learned, here's another thing that I learned was it wasn't about me. And I think a lot of times gifts or things that we want to do or opportunities that we see, we start, and you'll, you know, in the book, I I kind of walk you guys through my mind games that I have with myself. Like, you know, what if they say no, or, you know, all this stuff, but then it's actually pretty entertaining. Like that, that that part of those parts of the book are, are actually kind of fun. So But if you think about it, then that becomes about us and not about the person. And so I think that's where your self-confidence can grow is not being scared of the no, you know, going, okay, this is what I think I'm meant to do. 
I'm going to put it out there. And if they say no, they say no. Okay, that's what happens. And I have had people reject my gift and it stings a little bit. But then I've learned, you know, I guess another lesson is sometimes it's not the gift. Sometimes it's offering the gift. Hmm. Yeah. I would also think like, I, I, and I think there was something about like you, if you put yourself in someone else's shoes, right. Mm-hmm. And you think about it on both sides. Like if I think of if somebody came and offered me a gift, there might be times where I might refuse it, but I'm not trying to say anything negative about the person offering. Right. I'm just, right. I'm just honestly saying, no, I, I'm all right. I'm like, it's going to be like, I don't need help. Thank yeah. you. You know, it's fine. And there might be other times where I would receive it graciously and, and because I was clearly in need and needed, needed the help with whatever it is they're offering. And so I think if we think about not just putting ourselves in the other person's shoes in terms of their need, but also just in terms of, well, they're a person they can decide for themselves. And it's, it's not an offense to me if they say no, it's just, they're, they're saying no, not right now. Like, you know, maybe on another day I might've accepted this. Um, so I think try to get that comfort level with it just to think about it from their side and, and they're not going to, there's, you know, it's few and far between when someone's going to get really angry with you for offering a gift. Like, yeah, I never had anybody get angry. Um, you know, just, and like you said, like, it wasn't about me when they rejected it, you know, it was, you know, honestly, I can think about like one homeless guy that I thought he had a need. I mean, so going back to the judgment, like I thought he probably needed food and I went and bought food and then I went and offered it to him. And he was like, no, my belly's full. You know, like I just had breakfast. I'm fine. I'll take water. Um, But that was totally me being judgmental thinking, oh, he's homeless. He needs food. Oh, actually he didn't. But his rejection had nothing to do with me. He was just being honest about. Yeah. He just wasn't hungry. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So um, I think that's the thing. The other thing that I learned that it's made me a better receiver of Mm. gifts because I think um, at times I'm the person like, I don't want somebody to pay for my food if they take out to dinner. Like, let's just split it. And, you know, or getting in arguments with people like, you know, no, I'll pay for it. Or no, I got it. Or no, you don't have to do that. And um, it was funny because on my giving journey, and even now is... (laughs) my friends kind of know, I'll say, well, that's my gift for the day. Like you have to let me do it. Cause I need my gift. Um, but for me now, when people offer to it, you know, not feeling like they're doing it because they want something, but they're just trying to be kind and, and give you a gift. And so it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay, great. Just be gracious for it. Like don't argue about it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so I, I think you probably already answered this, but do you agree that giving gifts is a spiritual practice and then how so? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like I I said, just about, um, you know, really thinking it was the Holy Spirit, you know, just guiding me um, a lot of days, obviously just, um, you know, digging, really thinking about how Jesus walked and what Jesus would do. I know I said that, but um, I think a lot of times we have this idea, you know, you go to a lot of churches today and, and no knock, I know you're a pastor, but you know, you look at these big churches and the people that go into them dress nicely. And, um, it's like, okay, if I walked in and rat and tatted clothes, would people welcome me in, into that church and treat me like everybody else? And so I really strive to go, 
okay, what would Jesus do in this situation? You know, he would help them. He would have a conversation with them. Um, he would get them food. He would serve them. Mm-hmm. And I think from that aspect, it, it is a, a spiritual practice. And it's also, I think, just in the church understanding a lot of times, I think the church focuses on money. Mm-hmm. And now I get very kind of irritated at times because I think we need to start at Jesus's level of giving and what giving and serving is. And now that I went on this giving journey, I'm more apt to give financially and give more because I realize like money doesn't mean anything, but I have to go back to the basics of, you know, understanding what giving is and the power of giving and serving. Because I think there are a lot of people, I always say I was raised a giving gal. So I under, I've understood um, a lot about giving and serving, but if you've never, you know, gave a gift or volunteered or given money, it's really hard if somebody's asking you for the first time to give money and you don't, mm-hmm. you know, kind of have that basis of, you know, letting it go and giving. Yeah. I, I think that's true that like, I was just thinking that before you even said it, that, uh, the churches, when we say giving, we're, we're usually talking about an offering that's being given to the church. Right. right? And that might be doing all kinds of good to serve people, but it's Absolutely. like we're talking about that way or like a donation that's being made, whether it's to the church or to mm-hmm. a charity or whatever. And that's often what we think of. Um, and I think like we, we started doing, I don't know where we got this practice from. So it was suggested by somebody else. I can't remember, but our church, what we do now is when we take our offering, um, first of all, we have a bunch of people who give directly through their bank. So they're not actually physically putting anything in an offering plate, but right. we still pass yeah. a plate around. And, um, and so they, what, what we started doing was most Sundays, not every Sunday, but we will say, usually me, I'll say, um, as the offering plate goes by, I want everybody to actually touch the offering plate, whether you're putting something in it or not. And mm-hmm. think about what else you give to God, to others in your life. Um, think about what oh, like ways it. in which you are serving and giving. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's your offering as well. Not just the money that we're mm-hmm. putting in. And not just the money that's given here, right? So, I, and I think that's maybe help. Like, I hope that helps people kind of connect a little bit to remind them that generosity is not just about the money that you're giving to organizations or institutions, but generosity right. is kind of this lifestyle that we're that we're called to. Um, at least I mm-hmm. think I think it is. And I found like after reading your book as well, I, I, I started noticing when I was giving it, I didn't do the giving challenge. So I'll just confess that I didn't, uh, I didn't say every day and I'm going to track it and all that kind of thing. But I did start noticing a little more. Oh my goodness. I just gave a gift. Like, and I wasn't necessarily thinking about it and I'm surprised by how often I do that. And I think part of it was how Mm -hmm. I was raised and just the life in the church and being in cultures where giving was expected. But not everybody has yeah. been through that. And so just realizing that not everyone is, has had that opportunity and need, needs to start that practice so that it becomes just part of their nature rather than it having to be always thought about. Exactly. And that's how, I think that's another purpose of my book is really because the book started, you know, I was blogging a little bit and um, I actually had somebody 
you know, who was a church goer attack me and say, you know, why are you putting this out there? You know, you shouldn't be telling about what you're doing and how you're serving and the gifts you are giving. And so I almost shut the whole thing down. Um, And then I talked to a pastor and just said, I'm really struggling because I feel like this is what I'm called to do. And I was getting responses from people saying, you know, how do I volunteer? How do I know where I volunteer? How do you choose your gifts? And so I felt like I was showing people who was not raised like we were of how to give and how to serve. And that pastor really helped me. And he said, you know, look at this as your ministry. You know, you are teaching people um, something that they may have never been taught or that they don't understand. And so ever since then, you know, now I rarely post about gifts that I give, you know, that I always say that started and now I don't need to do that. I take other people's stories or, um, you know, I have a Facebook group for the giving challenge. And so I will post things that people have done for me. Um, and, okay. and, and now it's not about me and my gifts. It's about the other things. Every once in a while, something, you know, cool happens. I, I might share that, but, um, so that's, I think a big reason too, is just, you know, opening people's eyes of all the different ways that they can give. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. Can I ask you as well, if there are other things that help you stay connected to God or what does your own spiritual practice look like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I have a prayer journal that, um, and that has been, I love having the prayer journal for multiple reasons. Um, Number one, it just, for me, being able to go back and look, you know, of what I've written, it also helps me to stay focused. (laughs) Um, I get distracted quite easily. And um, so being able to write out my prayers. And um, so that's one thing I do. I I do read the Bible. Um, I will, I want to say quite a bit. It depends, like, a season that I'm in. So I know we talked a little bit about like consistency. Um, and I'll be honest, that's something I struggle with in these other areas, the giving habit, got it down, do it every day. Um, but I love to, like, I have different devotionals that I use. Are you familiar with faith box? No. So it's like an, uh, a, box subscription that arrives in your mail. Um, I did it for a while and in it comes, you know, books, a devotional, tchotchkes, food, different things, but they had a really cool devotional in there. And each month of the devotional has a different topic. So right now it's on balance. And um, actually it's from a year ago. I'm just reading it now. And so I love those because it has a scripture in there. It has a couple of questions. And so I love to go take that scripture, go to the Bible. You know, then I go back instead of just reading those verses, I try to read the entire chapter. Um, I also have a leadership Bible. So I like to look at, you know, the leadership principles that were written. Um, I would say that those are the biggest ones. Um, you know, I go to church, I'm probably not as consistent as I should be. Um, but I go to church and I feel like I just talk and communicate to God all day long. You know, if something happens, I might throw up a prayer. If, uh, if something good happens though, I try to be very mindful of being thankful, you know, noticing when things happen, you know, going, Oh God, thank you for that. Um, 
and, and whatever it is, you know, it's like getting a little refund check in the mail and going, huh, thanks God. You know, I, I kind of look at those things or if I receive a gift or if an opportunity was open for me, you know, it's acknowledging that and giving thanks. I think sometimes we get too much in the habit of asking a lot, but not thanking a lot. And mm-hmm. I try to be thankful. I, I also I, do a gratitude journal. So try to oh, do okay. things each day um, that I'm thankful for. And it, like, it sounds like you're actually doing a lot and... <laughs> but I don't consistently, it's not all the same thing all the time. Exactly. That, and so, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I think that's part of the thing that I want to share in the podcast as well with people is to say, well, different things might help in different seasons or different mm-hmm. times and that's okay. Um, so right now, like for me, I, this changes like all the time. So sometimes it'll be the Psalms that I'll go to. It's like, cause I, I try to connect to the Bible as much as I can, but I go through times where I just, that is not happening. Um, and right now, for instance, I've basically been reading through from acts to revelation. Um, and cause I've just spent a lot of time in the gospels. So, um, so I, and I'm actually on revelation right now. So I've got it. I've got like three or four chapters left. So I better figure out what I'm going to do. Probably go to the old Testament or something like that, but I'm just reading a few chapters every morning. And I set a timer for, I think usually 10 minutes kind of depends on how early Mm -hmm. I've woken up. Um, but I'll just set a timer and just when that timer goes off, then, okay, I know I've read for 10 minutes if I want to read longer than I do. Um, but that's what I'm doing now. That's not necessarily what I'll be doing. Probably not by the time this podcast comes out. Right. (laughs) Right. And that's exactly, that's how I am. And especially with my prayer journaling, um, you know, I feel like sometimes what I'm journaling about, they're really big, heavy things. Um, you know, and I go back to that and I'm like, that's still an issue. <laughs> like nothing right. new to write or report, but I can do my daily prayers and that sort of thing. So I think you're spot on. Yeah. Stephanie, I wanted to ask you about something you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, was the end of the, uh, of, of the time of, of your long spree of giving. Um, so you, yes. uh, and you mentioned the list. I actually scanned the list and looked at it a little bit, but it's pretty long. So it's 522 days. And then at the very end, yeah. you have this entry. It says day 523, my over 500 days of consecutive giving came to an end. I was so sad on this day. Would you mind sharing what happened that day? And then what happened after that? Yeah, good question. So um, I, you know, I told you I work full time. I was on a business trip and it was one of those business trips. I mean, it was just crazy. I was, you know, got up, went to the office, was locked in a room. All I mean, it was like nine o'clock when we left. We had food brought to us. We're locked in a room, whiteboarding, went from the office to dinner late that night with my boss, get back to the hotel, grab our laptop, laptops. We're sitting in the lobby and I looked down and it's like 12, 17, 12, 18. And I was like, Oh no, I didn't give a gift for the day, you know? And, uh, I was so sad because it was like, it didn't even cross my mind. You think like I've been doing this and that whole day was just so crazy. And my boss said, I'm sure you gave a gift. Like, I'm sure you were nice and kind and look how you treated our, you know, our, our server and those types of things. And I said, yeah, but I didn't intentionally give a gift that day. And I think that's one of the things I was, um, on another podcast and, um, you know, we started talking about that, the intentional, um, you know, and 
there's the random acts of kindness and everything. But really for me, it was intentional every day of thinking about what I was going to do. And so even though I probably gave a gift, you know, by my definition during that day, I didn't intentionally do something or go out of my way. And so that was kind of like my tragic ending for for the giving journey. Mm. Um, You asked about after that. So I took a little break. Um, It took a lot out of me, you know, just constantly because I had nights, you know, it would be 1130, 1150 at night and I would hop out of bed like, oh my gosh, I didn't give a gift for the day, you know, going online to Kiva or something like that and donating $5 (laughs) or, you know, those types of things where because I just, you know, I'm very goal oriented. and, And so I took a little break, but I loved it. You know, that journey changed me. I loved it. I loved interacting with people. And so I started back up. To be honest, I didn't document it. So I can't tell you, you know, what day I started back up. But, um, you know, I think I can honestly say I've been giving a gift every day for years now. You know, I mean, the journey ended in 2012, I think it was. Um, and I can say for the last couple, three, you know, four years, whatever it is, I've probably given a gift every day because now I'm still very intentional about doing it and um, have set up my life, I guess. I was um, telling somebody the other day, you know, I keep a ton of note cards and, um, you know, stamps and address labels. So if, if I need a gift, it's, you know, sending out a card for the day. I'm big on writing note cards. And stuff. Mm. Okay. Well, that's, that's really cool. I can just imagine that sort of, oh my goodness, I've, I've missed my, I've missed my day. My, the streak is over. So <laughs> The streak is over. And you know what I was sad is because I kind of did a big celebration at day 500. Like Mm. I got people involved online through my blog and, you know, had people Uh nominate. Uh, I said I would give five, 100, you know, dollar donations to organ, you know, nominate your organization. Tell me about why you loved it. So I feel like I just Mm. had this like big hurrah day 500. And then, you know, (laughs) day 523 is like, oh, it ended. Right, right, right. Wow. That's, I mean, it's a great story though. Like it's just, uh, it's just phenomenal to hear about it. Um, what advice, yeah. What advice do you have for people (laughs) who want to make generosity more central to their life? Mm -hmm. Um, buy the book. No, I'm just, I I agree. (laughs) And read it and read it. Not Um, just, not just buy it and then wait a year, but also read it. Read it. Um, you know, on my website, I have ideas. Um, I tell people, you know, if you can't afford the book, I actually have 12 stories for free that you can download. And they're, they're similar stories like are in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, start small. You know, I, I am, I, what I learned in my journey is the small acts of kindness. And sometimes the things that cost nothing had the biggest impact. Um, probably in the receiver's life and in my life. And so I say, start small. You know, you don't have to go out and feed 5,000 people, even though I have a friend who did that and she's mentioned in the book. Um, But so I say, start small. And then just going back to being intentional, intentionally looking for opportunities or challenging yourself. If you see something that you typically wouldn't do, you know, maybe you do that. Um, Or, you know, 
just those things. I'm big on just smart starting small and then looking for opportunities and then, you know, trying to take action on those opportunities that you see. Yeah, it's amazing the similarities between, I mean, it's really really maybe whenever you're trying to develop any habit, like sometimes people get thrown off by the word practices in spiritual practices. Yes. But I kind of like, I kind of like habit as, as a way of thinking about it, because if you're trying to form a habit, doing a really, really small goal that is almost ridiculous that you seem foolish if you don't do it, um, is, is a way to do it. So I've done that, um, with that's that's how I wrote my first book actually. Um, was okay. I was I picked? Um, I'd been reading a book called Mini Habits. I don't know if you've heard of that book, but um, it, it, it basically the whole thing is about picking a ridiculously small goal to develop better habits in your life. And it's somebody who started okay. with what's called the one push up workout. So his goal was to do one push up every day. And huh? like you with your giving, he would in the book he talks about sometimes he would get to 1130 at night and he'd remember, Oh my goodness, I didn't do my workout. And he'd just roll out of bed, do one push up, and get back into bed. But most days yeah. he would do one push up and felt ridiculous only doing one. And so would end up doing more. And he ended up completely changing his life because he actually got in shape for the first time ever. And so he gives a whole bunch of wow. examples of how you might apply this in other areas of life. And so one of the things I picked was, well, I think I could probably write 250 words a day because I was just thinking of, wow, a whole book is big, but, but you know, and it is, it is big, but 250 words a day. And it turned out I actually tracked. And I think part of what you were doing as well with initially was keeping track probably really helped you with accountability and knowing that, oh yeah, I am, I am doing it. So I kept track of my word count as well. And on, and then I averaged it because I like charts and things. So, so I averaged it. And even though my goal was 250 words a day, my average over three months was 750 words a day. And that gave me my oh, first draft. Wow. So on some days I so struggled true. to get the 250, but on other days right. I couldn't stop at 250. It just came out. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that maybe like some day, same thing with giving, like some days you'll give a gift and it'll be rejected, but you gave you know, or, or it just doesn't really go anywhere. And on other days it leads to this whole big thing that happens. Um, and Oh yeah. Or you have some days. Go ahead. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. Um, you know, and I have some days where it's like, there's just so many opportunities to give, you know, like you said, like there's days I'm struggling to find a gift and then other days, it's just like, boom, boom, you know, all this stuff's coming up and it's like, oh, this is so cool. Could that have, could I, could one of those have been yesterday or whatever? Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about it. But um, no, I love that story about your writing. And it's so true as I think, um, I don't know if you've read the book, The Compound Effect, but um, it's basically on that premise of, you know, doing small things every day. The compound of that is like you said, at the end, I had a book. Um, you know, you didn't sit down and write a book one day. It was, you know, every day doing, you know, making a commitment, but the compound effect of that over time is, you know, you ended up with the book. So. And, and I think the bigger thing with spiritual practices is that the, the compound effect tends to be on you rather than on like the, the production of something, right? Like a, like a book and yes. even writing had a big effect on me personally, um, which, which you'll know, cause you've, you've written a book and are working on others too. But, um, but yeah, I think if you think of prayer or scripture reading or giving a gift, 
serving in some way when you are doing smaller things over a longer period of time. Like I think some people sometimes fear that, well, if I'm doing that, like I'm never doing the big thing, but I actually think it works the opposite. I think it opens you up to the bigger opportunities. Um, Like you said, you found that you have given more to bigger stuff because of the journey Mm -hmm. of, of doing the smaller things. Absolutely. And don't you think, um, and I'm terrible about memorizing scripture, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's scripture in the Bible that talks about, you know, like God will give you small things. And if he can trust you with the small things, you know, then it's like, he trusts you with the bigger things. Yeah. And so that's how I, I look at everything that you're talking about. You know, if you want to write a book, you got to sit down and write every day before, you know, maybe God's going to open that door. And I really found, I don't know about you, but for me, um, I wasn't a good writer. I still, you know, like that's, um, terrible with grammar. I found out I was dyslexic just in September. Wow. So no wonder I've been struggling. Um, and it was a spiritual battle for me. I mean, you know, I felt the weight of God wanting me to get this book out and trying to be obedient, but then like every obstacle coming in my way to make me quit, you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, so for me, this, this book was a big spiritual battle because mm. I think it, you know, God wanted it out there, but there was, it wasn't easy at all. You know, I, I cried a lot and I quit a lot and it took me four years to get out. So. Right. Yeah. And, but I think if we, if we kind of apply that to people's spiritual lives, not everyone's going to write a book. Um, right. Exactly. But, but if you kind of bring that into, into how we approach our spiritual life, I think sometimes like we need those, we need those regular habits. I really think we need those regular habits because we're kind of, we're acting our way into um, the the better life that is in, that is in Christ, that is in God. Uh, right. Rather than like, sometimes I think we are way too dependent on how we feel as opposed to like, we'll just say, well, I don't really feel like reading the Bible or I don't feel like praying and I don't feel like going yeah. to church. And then you don't. And then, yeah, then you don't do it. So, and then you wonder why you feel disconnected in a month's time mm-hmm. when you've gone for days and days and days, not feeling like it. But if you, yeah. if you work your way into it, like most days, I don't feel like writing. Amen. <laughs> I just, I, I don't feel like writing. I really like it when, you know, something's done and, yeah. and I can point to it and say, look, there's a book there or there's a blog post there, or even my sermons. Um, I don't really like, right. I really like preaching them. I don't particularly yeah. like the beginning part of, of working on them. I like the aha moments when, when you discover something, but lots yeah. of it is just hard work. Um, yeah. and I think our whole spiritual life is like that. Really, maybe all of life is like that. Anything worth doing is going to be hard and you're probably not going to want to do it. Exercise. I, agree. Right? Yeah. Exercise. I don't want to exercise. It's horrible. I struggle with eating healthy, you, you know? know? <laughs> I try. Yeah. Give me a bag um, but, of chocolate. But if you force yourself to do it, then you find yourself, like, it, there are times when I don't want to write. For instance, writing's a good example, I think. But there are times when I don't want to write. I'll sit down, and I really don't want to do it. And I start, and after 10 minutes, I'm loving it. That doesn't always happen. But sometimes it's like, well, I didn't want to 10 minutes ago, but now I don't want to stop. Um, right. and I think even prayer can be like that where it's like, oh, I don't feel like praying. And then suddenly something happens, like the Holy spirit shows up and you just, cause you showed wow, up. This is, this is amazing. Like that obedience. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. I think sometimes it's that obedience and just showing up and yeah. and being faithful and um, kind of being re- rewarded for that faithfulness yeah. of showing up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, I, I, I wouldn't want people, like, I think people should look at your book. I don't want, it, it's a, it's a very easy read um, as well. So I want to encourage people to do that. Um, and I think there's, for me, I think there's actually a lot of depth in the book, even though it seems like it's these kind of fun, nice stories, but I think there's yeah. a lot of depth behind it, which if you, if you read it, you'll, you'll see that. Um, so I would really encourage people to, to pick that up. Um, but like you said, Thank they can you. go to your website. So where can people find you online or find the book? Yeah. Um, com is my website and that kind of connects to everything, but I'm on Facebook. I'm a big user of Facebook. So backslash giving gal, uh, Twitter and Instagram at giving underscore gal. And, uh, I think if you go to one of those four, you'll, you'll find me and information and, you know, get what you need. So, and I love connecting with people, you know, I love when, uh, people shoot me an email or, uh, just reach out or comment or they have questions, you know, I'm, I'm really big on that. So I challenge people, you know, if you have a question, uh, reach out to me, you know, let's have a little chat about it. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Don't forget to check out the show notes at spiritualityfornormalpeople.com. There you can sign up to get the free short guide called Six Tips to Get Consistent in Connecting with God. And when you do that, You'll also get the latest updates and news from the blog, plus book announcements and anything else I may be working on. So head over to spiritualityfornormalpeople.com and sign up. Thanks for listening today and take care.